Welcome to my homestead, y'all. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl. I'm working to create a home with a little farm, a little faith, a lot of food, and a bit of funky. I'm learning all about growing and preserving our food supply, raising chickens and children, and becoming more self-sufficient while leaning hard on Jesus. And I want to take you along for the ride. So grab yourself a cup of something wonderful, and let's visit a while. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Funky Farm Girl podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Bellicky, also known as the Funky Farm Girl, and this is episode 71, Get Your House in Order. So this week I really want to talk about the things that are in the news with the supply chain and the upcoming food shortages and all the issues that go along with that and how we can be prepared as that comes into our own areas and into our own stores and we begin to see the effects of that but before that I just wanted to give you a quick little update on our little homestead Halloween is this Sunday and there is still no frost predicted in my 10-day forecast I just don't even know what to think of that y'all we normally have our first frost somewhere between october 21st and 31st and there is just no sign of it right now and so i am still picking okra and tomatoes and peppers and still in harvest mode and still in garden maintenance mode i am beginning to pull out the things that are not producing anymore like my marigolds that died back and things like that Uh, and beginning to put some of the garden to bed for the winter but I am just anxious to finish it up and put it to bed so that I can go into hibernation hibernation hermit mode which if you listened to episode 65 about stock up for winter you know that I love hibernation mode in the winter I am a hibernation hermit as much as possible But I don't have the heart to pull my productive stuff out of the garden. So that hibernation time is just going to have to wait. But in the meantime, I'm getting the chicken coops ready for winter and all those things. Trying to check off all the things on my list and bust through as much of it as I can. So that hibernation time can finally be here. So what is the weather like where you are? Have you had your first frost yet? You can connect with me over on Instagram at the Funky Farm Girl and let me know what is the frost time in your area. Have you had your first frost yet? When is it expected? Okay, so a few weeks ago and even really longer before that on Instagram and even on here, if you go back and listen to some of my first episodes right at the beginning of the pandemic, Uh, I was urging you even then to stock up. I think a lot of my views have changed um, on a few things. Um, Going back and listening to episode 18 about stocking up, there's some things that I definitely feel differently about now. Um, I do think there is value in preparedness now. Um, Back then I would not have called myself a prepper. Um, 
but now I definitely would. And I do think that it is a a positive label, not a negative one, because preparedness is what? It is the act of being prepared for what's to come, as my friend Allison says over on This Prepared Life. And so when you look at it that way, even when we're not in the midst of a pandemic, even when we're not in the midst of um, food supply shortages and supply chain issues, being prepared for what's to come is as simple as planning ahead for holidays, being prepared by having, you know, stuff on hand when somebody gets sick, before they get sick, and things like that, so that whatever happens whether it's something like the nor'easter that came and knocked out power this week or whether it's something like people losing their jobs or or walking away from jobs because of vaccination status you're prepared for things Um, maybe it's something as simple as your dryer dies and you have to have the money to replace it um One of my friends on Instagram this week got a new dryer because theirs died and she was able to do that more easily because she had food stored and saved up and so they could use that and go to the grocery store less and so that dryer had less of an impact on their budget than it would have otherwise. So there are lots and lots and lots of reasons why we need to think about stocking up But I particularly started urging you back in episode 65, like I just said, to start stocking up specifically for winter. And I told you that with the supply chain the way it was and the food shortages the way they were and gas prices going up, that this was just a prudent thing to do at this time. And y'all, that has been the most downloaded episode of all the episodes that I've done so far outside of my introduction episode. And so this is a, a message that really resonates with you guys. And this is something that you want to know more about. And so this is something that I felt like I needed to revisit again this week. But to be a little more specific in terms of why we're stocking up and not just for winter but for for in general and but also give you just some general principles to get you started because I think a lot of you are like yeah I I get it this is why we should stock up but I don't know how to start so we are going to work today on getting your house in order what you need to do what are those first steps that you should take you're seeing the stuff in the headlines now that I've been talking about for a few weeks or months already so now what do you do if you if you don't know where to start what do you do that's what we'll talk about this week I urge you even more strongly than I did just a couple weeks ago I'm now urging you to strongly consider setting aside three to six months worth of food for your family and why am I asking you to do that number one prices are going up I went to the store yesterday and bacon had gone from six to eight dollars a I mean from you know like four to five dollars a pound up to six to eight dollars a pound I was able at Aldi to find it for five dollars a pound and so I went ahead and bought some 
to put in my freezer and I'll talk about later what I plan to do with that in this episode but um particularly with meats beef pork poultry all those things are going up um turkeys are more expensive um I saw them for a dollar 39 in my area where last night last year you know if you got one on sale you could get it under 50 cents a pound and so dollar 39 just seems crazy to me um so we're looking at increases on meats on dairy products and a little bit on vegetables but curiously not on fruits fruits have actually kind of stayed stable or even gotten just slightly cheaper so pay attention to that um, be aware and conscious of what the actual prices of of things are in your area what you're normally used to paying and then you'll notice when they go up because they're not going to announce it they're just going to switch out the little tag and it's just going to you're going to get to the register and be like, wow, I'm like 50 bucks higher than I normally am. Where did that come from? Because I'm not buying anything different. Well, that's where it's coming from, y'all. They're they're increasing the prices of everything. Um, the price of groceries has gone up 15% since August of 2019. And it's only set to continue. Um, I read something this morning from the secretary treasury and she predicts that we will be um in this situation at least through the first half of 2022 before it really begins to resolve and go back to some type of normal which again they're calling it now the before times um they don't anticipate that we're ever going to get back to that again in the stores Um, I think this has changed the way the supply chain works and I think that's going to change the way companies do business and the way they order product from now on. Um, But they are predicting that it will take the good first half of 2022 to get all this worked out and back to some semblance of a new normal. So that would be one reason. Price increasing and they're still going up. So buy now while it's low, right? Well, not low, um, as low as it's going to get for now. Um, so if you buy now, you can buy more than you could a month from now. Um, so why not go ahead and get it while it's cheaper? And then your grocery money will go further when we get into these higher prices um, a few months from now. Number two reason why I would want you to is shortages Uh, I asked a few weeks ago when I did the stock up for winter episode are you seeing any shortages in your stores I guarantee that if you weren't then you're beginning to now and if you don't think your stores have shortages check some of the places that you may not have thought of maybe the whole aisle looks full but look behind that first row of boxes is there anything behind it Because normally that goes all the way to the back of the shelf. And right now, most of them are just one deep. Maybe two. um, Even on the things that look full. um, Not to mention the big gaps that are starting to show up. And um, 
from what I'm reading online, just kind of universally, these are where the gaps are showing up the most. Any type of meat is going to be shorter um, from the issues with butchering to the issues with meat packing to the packaging materials needed to the truck drivers to get it to the stores. It's just all around a shortage. Chicken in particular is going to be harder to get because restaurants are seeing an increase in the demand for that. And so now they're even having trouble getting all the chicken that they need. So just be aware that shortages with meat um, is coming. So when you can, stock up on that. Get that frozen and, and set aside for you. On top of that, canned goods are about to become more and more scarce there is a shortage of aluminum right now and aluminum is needed to make the cans to put the vegetables in and um, so there's going to be a shortage of that and on top of that when you do get them it's going to be higher because people are scrambling for the aluminum so those who have it will charge more for it so be prepared for shortages with any kind of canned goods also carbonated beverages carbon dioxide is another thing that the fertilizing the fertilizer um, plants are not able to produce the amount of carbon dioxide that they have been before and so we do not have co2 for carbonation for beverages and things like that this also affects certain um, industries like the pork industry because they use a certain type of like a stun gun when they are butchering their pork and so they don't have the co2 cartridges to do that so it's backing up their ability to butcher the animals that come in so there's part of where our pork shortage is coming from and why you're seeing an increase particularly in pork prices right now pet food pet food needs meat corn and soy all of those are more expensive this year because all of those are in shorter supply because of drought because of processing issues because of all the things that we've been talking about so pet food is going to become more expensive and harder to find so really recommend that that be something that you consider stocking up on bottled water is harder to come by um, it's harder to have the bottles to put it in and it's harder to get it processed into the places it needs to be bottled water is universally one of the things that I find out of stock now um, in big gaps in almost every store I go into and normally that's something that I don't even worry about except when it comes to number one stocking water for an emergency situation and number two, um, if you, like my husband, have sleep apnea, you need to use distilled water in your machine so that there's no mineral buildup from the water. And that's becoming more and more difficult to find. So when I find it, I buy several gallons and we've just got them lined up in the bathroom so that he is able to continue using his CPAP machine even if water gets super scarce. Um, worst case scenario, we would need to distill our own water um, and we could do that with our Berkey water filter and then distill that filtered water to use in his machine um, but if we can find it in the stores that would be even better 
um, bread is becoming short supplied. Um, we have a great big gap of bread in my area here. It's very difficult to find the specific types of bread. You know, there there may be like the basic breads, but some of the more um, particular brands are a little bit harder to find. Um, so be aware of that and be aware that when you do find them, they were going to be more expensive. And that is because of the wheat crop right now. Um, wheat crop did not do as well as they had hoped. There's a great shortage there. And so bread and even pastas are going to become harder to find and more expensive. Diapers, the raw materials needed to make diapers are in short supply. And then the cardboard for the boxes that they put them in or the plastic that they wrap them in um, is also more expensive than it was. And then the shipping costs and things like that. Just diapers all around. Um, disposable diapers are much more difficult to make and produce and keep the prices low. So expect those to go way up and expect those to be harder to find. So there's a good reason why we're talking about stocking up on these types of things. And then last but not least, coffee. And obviously this is not the least or the last. This should have been first on the list. Um, coffee harvest this year has not been as good as they were hoping it would be. There's been um, a poor harvest this year and that has upped the um, demand because there's a smaller supply. So it's going to be more expensive. It's going to be harder to find. Um, so I definitely recommend that you stock up on coffee. So knowing all of these shortages are coming, knowing that the prices are up, you're probably sitting there going, oh man, what do I do? How, how am I going to deal with all this? That's a lot to th take in and think about. And those are just hitting the highlights, y'all. You're going to find random things out of stock, things like Gatorade and Lunchables and things like that, that maybe don't affect me because I'm more of a whole food, whole ingredient type person, but maybe those things affect you more um, than it would someone like me. And so we need to know how to deal with this kind of stuff and we need to know what to do. And the best thing to do is to make a plan and go for it. The, we can't sit around and wring our hands anymore. We can't sit around and say, oh, they're, they're making a mountain out of a molehill with this. This is not going to be that big a deal. It is going to be a big deal. And I, for one, do not want anyone who listens to me to be like, you didn't warn us. Why are you stunked up and we're not? I want to make sure that everyone that I know has been made aware of the fact that this is coming and that there is a way that they can be prepared for it. So let's go over our game plan. I am going to refer you, first of all, to two episodes from the very beginning of my podcast, way back when it was called Swim Upstream, um, before I switched over to the Funky Farm Girl name. But in the same spirit, I recorded one episode on intentional groceries and one episode on cooking from scratch made doable. And those are episodes seven and eight. So if you go back and you listen to those two episodes, the way I'm telling you to, to map out your game plan here really hinges off of the way I do groceries and the way I cook in my home already. And that's mapped out in those two episodes. So if you go listen to those, you'll understand more of the thinking 
behind the game plan that I'm going to give you for today. So go back and listen to episode seven for intentional groceries and episode eight for intentional kitchen, making cooking from scratch doable. So the number one thing that you're going to need to do first off, first thing right out of the gate that we need to do is take an inventory. You need to know what you already have. You need to know where you have plenty and you need to know where you have little to none. We need to be strategic and we need to be specific. Now is not the time to go to the store and just buy what, whatever fills your fancy at the moment. Um, one, that's going to be difficult to do because you may have to go to several stores to find it. Two, it's not going to be a good use of your money in terms of stocking up and getting a supply going if you're just being real random with it. So you want to be specific and you want to be strategic. So find out what you have and find out what you need. So if you already know that you absolutely need peanut butter um, to make your kids sandwiches every afternoon for lunch and you only have a half a jar, you definitely need more peanut butter. Um, those kinds of things. You may be completely out of pasta. You may have gobs and gobs of rice and don't need any more. Um, you're not going to know those things if you don't write them down. This will give you a chance to get organized and this will give you a chance to see what you actually have and what you actually need. Okay, so after you've done your inventory, I want you to make a list of 21 meals that you eat regularly. And that sounds ridiculously hard, at least for me it is. I want you to keep it simple and basic. Things like spaghetti, tacos, maybe you have breakfast for dinner. What does that look like? It could be this, 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 or this. Um, maybe you have soup night. Well, when you have soup, what kind of soups do you have? Um, write out the different soups that you eat. Um, how often do you do pizza night? Things like that. And think up of about 21 meals because when you do 21 meals and then you account for leftovers, nights that you're going out or eating cereal for dinner, because let's face it, some of us do that. We don't cook every single night. So it would be excessive for us to think of 30 different meals to cook because the vast majority of us don't cook every single night of the week. So if we do 21 meals, that leaves you nine or so for the month that you're not cooking or you're eating leftovers or you're going out to eat so keep it simple and basic and then on top of that think about what do you typically eat for lunch what do you typically eat for breakfast what does your husband um, if you're in a situation like me where you're home and your husband works what does your husband typically eat for lunch when he's at work and is it something that you could make and send with him? Because part of this is going to be inflation is going to affect restaurants um, pricing too. So it may be that in order to save money, you may need to be making lunches for him. So take that into consideration if that's a um, an important point in this for you but definitely what do you need for lunch what do your kids need for lunch because this food shortage is also affecting cafeterias and they're not able to get the same types of foods 
or the same amounts or maybe the trays to put the food on or the plastic silverware that they need to feed the food and so they're feeding more finger foods that's happening in Arkansas um, those types of things think through breakfast and lunch in terms of what you typically eat um, and then think in terms of 21 dinners that your family could eat in a rotation so once you've done that use your meal list and your inventory and that will be your stock up grocery list because you're going to need the ingredients for all of those 21 meals and then you're going to go through make that ingredient list for all of those to see how much you would need to make 21 meals and the breakfasts and lunches list all those ingredients and then go through your inventory list and check off all the things that you already have and then what's left is your first of all your grocery list but that whole list of ingredients that you made you need to see do I have this to make this recipe times three and that will give you three months food supply so that's how we're gonna arrive at our list that we need to take to the store now I'm not at all suggesting that you're gonna go to Costco and buy them out of everything because you've got to get three months worth of food um, and I know most of you could not afford to go to the store and buy three months worth of food all at once I certainly cannot but this is going to give us our game plan so the next thing you're going to do is you're going to make one more list think about your holiday meals and your baking now think in terms of traditions what do you typically serve every time you have Thanksgiving when you have Thanksgiving with your family what part of it do you typically make I know the meal the parts of the meal that I typically am responsible for when it comes to Thanksgiving with my husband's family and Thanksgiving with my family it's it's predictable of who makes the stuffing who does the bird who does this who does that um, and so I can kind of predict okay I know I want to be able to make this and this and this um, maybe there's traditions you have we we make Buckeyes every year which is like a peanut butter and powdered sugar and butter mixed together to make like a fudge type ball that you dip in chocolate um, we make those every year so I'm going to make sure that we have plenty of butter and powdered sugar and chocolate and peanut butter so that we can make those that would be on my holiday baking list um, we also as a tradition um, particularly my side of the family um, we are adamant that the pecan pie for Thanksgiving and for Christmas is Mrs. Edwards and nothing else and so when my store stocked Mrs. Edwards pies last week and put them on sale for five dollars I went ahead and bought two um, that will get me through Thanksgiving that's one to bring to my to my side of the family for Thanksgiving and one to bring to my husband's for Thanksgiving and then I will buy two more um, the next time they go on sale and put one aside for Christmas at my family's and one aside for Christmas with my husband's family and they'll be stocked up on my pecan pie for the holidays um, also I told you that I bought bacon you need to stock up on ingredients that you need 
for those meals. So the reason we're making these lists is, like I said, I make the Buckeyes, so I need the ingredients for that. I also make what I have now termed Funky Farm Girl Green Beans, which is an amazing green bean recipe that has butter and soy sauce and brown sugar and bacon um, in it. And I know that bacon is super expensive and that it's going up. So when I bought that bacon um, yesterday, I put I got two pounds and I put it in the freezer. I can kind of cut it to where normally you use a pound of bacon because it's like a number 10 can of green beans. But I could cut it to half a pound and I could use one pound to cut in half and make one for each Thanksgiving and then cut one in half and make one for each Christmas. If I'm able to find it at that price like I did yesterday, the next time I go to the store and have a little more food budget, then I may buy two more so that I don't have to cut back. But think in terms of what kinds of things would it just not be Christmas or not be Thanksgiving if you didn't eat it? Put those things on your list. What kinds of traditions do you have? What kinds of things are you typically responsible for bringing to the meal for those things? And go ahead and add those things to that big old ingredients list that you made from your 21 meals. And now, number five. Number one was take an inventory. Number two, make a list of the meals. Number three, use your meal list in your inventory to create a stock-up list. Number four, plan your holiday meals and baking. Number five, start acquiring the stuff on your list. Like I said, it's not recommended that you just go buy all the stuff all at once. One, I don't think anybody can afford that. Two, um, you're going to have a hard time figuring out where to put all that all at once. So, I recommend that you get little by little. For example, I went to the store yesterday and I shared this in Instagram on my stories. Um, my girls wanted some breakfast treats. They wanted cinnamon rolls and turnovers. And so we went to the store to look for cinnamon rolls and turnovers. And while we were there, I just did a quick run through of the store. And I was able to see that even though the smaller packages of rice were almost completely gone in my store, the larger bags of rice on the bottom shelf were still there. And by looking at the unit price, I saw that the 10 pound bag was cheaper than the 20 pound bag per pound by about 15 cents a pound and so I bought two of the 10 pound bags rather than one 20 pound bag and then um, across the way this employee was pulling things off the shelves and marking things as closeout price because they were going to be discontinued and resetting the shelf and um, they had a bag of rice in there that was marked half price that was a five pound bag so I got that bag as well so just quick run into the grocery store and I was able to come out with 25 pounds of rice for less than ten dollars so if you're looking for things like that every time you go you're going to quickly add up your storage I also bought a large jug of juice of grape juice because juice is definitely going to go up and so I went ahead and got a large jug of grape juice because I noticed that we only have three jars of jelly. I make our jelly from grape juice that I buy at the store. I buy the best quality grape juice that I can, um, 100% 
organic grape juice and then I take that and that big jug that I bought for six dollars will make about eight or ten jars of jelly which for organic grape jelly is amazing so um, and then we'll have all the jelly that we need for a year or more um, so things like that find little by little what you can also as you're doing just your weekly grocery shopping if you run out of something and you go to buy a replacement go ahead and buy two start making it your habit now that for example we only have a half of jar of peanut butter right now so that's going to go on my list but I won't just buy one jar of peanut butter to replace the one that we're using I'll buy two jars so that I always have one open and one new and so when I open up the new one that's when I go ahead and put it on my list and I buy two more um, so that you always have a back stock of those kinds of things that's a great way to begin stocking up number three you need to make sure that you're looking for local sources go ahead and look and see in your area do you have any type of farm or produce stand that does year-round do you have a local CSA that does winter harvest boxes um, we have a, a local group here that for I believe it's $350 for 10 weeks they'll deliver boxes to your home um, of produce eggs and a loaf of bread um, so you can for me I don't need the eggs so I can take that off and it takes $50 off of the whole thing um, so look into things like that and then plan your meals around those vegetables and things that you're getting but look for local sources look for local farms that sell meat it may be a lot easier right now it may seem like it's a little more expensive but over the long term it's probably going to be cheaper to buy local meat rather than buying it at the store um, it's also going to be able to give you a big bulk amount at one time um, so that you can go ahead and get stocked up on that and consider hunting um, we're going into deer season here muzzle loading season just began my husband and my youngest girl georgia will be going hunting um, next weekend and hopefully bringing back our first of a few deer um, if we get two large or three smaller or medium-sized deer that's plenty enough for our family for a whole year of red meat and then we don't even have to worry about buying beef at the store so consider that um, when you're starting to acquire and you're making these lists um, you need to number six make additional lists for other everyday essentials do things like go through your medicine cabinet organize what's there discard the expired stuff restock what you're out of think about the things that you commonly come down with do you have allergy medicine do you have cold and flu relief do you have things for upset stomachs and heartburn do you have um, plenty of pain reliever um, antibiotic ointment first aid supplies that type of thing um, buy batteries 
This week I was able on Amazon to find 48 AA batteries for $15 and 48 AAA batteries for $11 um, using their Amazon brand of batteries, which we have found to be perfectly wonderful for everything that we need it for. Um, and it has been the lowest price I've been able to find anywhere. With Christmas coming, likely your kids have things that need batteries. So go ahead and stock up on those now while you can find them and while they're still fairly reasonable. And think about stocking up on pet food. Um, we have chickens, so I am starting to buy ahead more feed than we actually need so that we have it ahead of time. And I'm also going to be really focusing on feeding them more chicken scraps and things like that to extend the feed that we do have so they don't have to feed them quite as much. Um, think through if you have cats, dogs, anything like that, go ahead and maybe buy a good three months worth of pet food as well. In thinking about all these different types of lists and things that you need to think through for stocking up, my friend Miranda at Our Busy Acre on Instagram is amazing at making these lists. She has made lists for her family and her specific situation, but those lists have been a great jumping off point for me to look through, think of things that I haven't thought of, and then be able to adapt it to my own family's needs and desires. And so I'm going to put a link in the show notes to her account on Instagram so that you can go and scroll through her feed and find those lists. Um, I'll also be sharing those in my stories over the next couple days. So be looking for those in my stories on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm also going to put a link in the show notes to a YouTube video that she did a few months ago about beginning to stock up. And she does an excellent job of talking through some of the things that if she was just beginning to stock up, some of the things that she would get, why she would get them, and things that she thought about in terms of what's most convenient, what's easiest to use, and those types of things. It's an excellent video, and you can find the link for that in the show notes as well. Last but not least, number seven. I want you to plan now for your 2022 spring garden. Um, if you go back and listen to episode 37, Garden Planning for 2021, I talked about in January of this year about how to plan for your spring garden, what kinds of things to begin doing, what kinds of things you could go ahead and buy and plan for. I highly recommend that you buy seeds as soon as you can. I don't know what the plant supply is going to be come this spring or how expensive it will be. Um, I don't know how readily available seeds will be. So I highly recommend that you go ahead and do that and think through the vegetables and things that your family uses the most. To me, this is not the year for a frou-frou garden. This is the year for growing food that produces food for your family's plate. Because like I said, they're predicting that this volatility with the food supply and the supply chain is going to go well into 2022. And so let's begin to be prepared and to do the things that we need to do now to be ready for that. And part of that's going to be growing some of our own food. And so begin to look for seeds. Go back and listen to episode 37 
and um, think through how you can begin to plan for next year's garden. In addition to that, I'm going to go ahead and give the Homestead Holiday Series a plug. This is episode 32 to 35 of the podcast, and it goes over everything you need to know about getting ready for Christmas. It was the holiday series that I did last year, and I really recommend with all of the shortages and things like that that are going around that you really think about going ahead and preparing for Christmas. I've been already beginning to buy Christmas gifts. We've talked to our girls about the supply chain issues, and honestly, all of them this year have preferred um, money towards a big thing that they want or an experience type gift um, rather than a physical thing. I think part of that has to do with the fact that they're all getting so much older and that is more the types of things that they would like. But I really do encourage you to go ahead and start thinking through Christmas gifts and what you can do. And that Homestead Holiday Series is great at helping you go ahead and begin planning Christmas. That's all I have for you guys this week. Um, Be sure to connect with me over on Instagram. Uh, That is where I am most of the time. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for stopping by, y'all. If you're inspired by what you've heard today, the best compliment you can give me is to share the Funky Farm Girl with your friends. You can stay connected by following the Funky Farm Girl on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Until we meet again next week, remember to bloom where you're planted.